Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book, and I'm also the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times, and I'm your host for this podcast series. This is episode 126 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I just shout short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. Now, for today's episode, our topic is inclusivity in the tarot community. So this is not going to be a bite-sized lesson. This is actually going to be a little bit more of an involved conversation. And I have a special panel of guests that I am so excited to talk to. We are going to be talking to Angela Mary Magic of AngelaMaryMagic.com. She makes my favorite magical products. We have Gabriella Herstick here. She is the author of Inner Witch. V. Redis of Red Light Readings. She has uh, been somebody that I've worked with for a long time. And Jordan Rain of Sincerely the Tarot. So I want to welcome everybody real quickly. So hey, everybody, if you are here and I see you all here, say hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. hi We've got a very, very distinguished panel. Anyhow, so I want to thank you guys all for being here. And I think this is a really, really important topic. You know, when we were first coming up with this topic, um, I initially wanted to discuss the gap between young tarot readers and elders, because I, I do find that oftentimes there can be a little weirdness with older people and younger people working together. And it's a, it's a subject that I've been very passionate about for a long time. One of the things that I felt is welcoming the younger community in is so important because someone's got to carry the torch. And I remember um, back when I first started reading tarot professionally, I got a lot of flack from some of the older readers. Now our tarot community here in Milwaukee's changed a lot. It's very friendly, but I got some flack from some of the older readers. It was almost like, why are you here? And I thought, wow, that is really rude. But you know, I realized also, it's not just about the elders and the young people. There's a much richer conversation possible because our tarot community of professional readers and pagans and witches, you know, and other, you know, uh, metaphysical folks, it's become so diverse now. And I really thank the internet for it. And it's about time. And I think it's really important that everybody has a seat at the table. And so if you are a professional, I think, you know, you really want to make sure that you're making everybody feel welcome. So anyhow, that's the whole thing behind this conversation that I wanted to have. And like I said, back in the day, I remember feeling not welcome when I was younger. But also, um, I've been going to tarot conferences for about 10 years now. And when I first started going to conferences, they were filled with mostly white middle-aged women like myself. Now, that's changed. And V can tell you that. V is going to be coming on in a second. The conferences now are way different. They have gotten so much more diverse. And we've got people coming from all over the world and from every single background. Um, I mean, it's just become so amazing. And the online world also has given marginalized people an opportunity to get a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. So I really want to start exploring this topic because again, it's important. So let's start first by talking about the original idea. Younger readers and elders, has anybody here ever experienced some sort of exclusion because of your age? Like, has anyone been stuck up to you? Now, I had that back in the day. How about you, V? Have you ever had anybody 
think, oh my God, look how young she is. How does she know what she's talking about? Um, I've had just a few, but it didn't always come off as, um, you know, they're young. The first question I always wanted to ask, well, how long have you been reading cards? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I might look like I'm 17, but I promise you that I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always the first question I get. But if they're looking and they're wondering, like, are you really, you know, qualified to do this work? So mm-hmm. I always say, I've been reading cards for about 17 years. And then watching them do the math in their head, they're like, okay, well, okay, I think she's old enough. But <laughs> that takes away nothing from the reading. And I give it to them straight shot, no chaser one way or the other. So. Right on. What about you, Jordan? Because you got a baby face too. I don't know how old you are, Jordan, but I I'm assuming. do. And um, I'm 34, just to okay. um, But, you know, I, I think maybe one difference here for me is I don't do a lot of um, readings in person. So I think that the community that I interact with, um, you know, via Instagram, uh, no, I don't. I don't think I've experienced that. I'm happy to say, actually. That's a good thing because it it, Mm -hmm. it does feel weird when someone's looking at you like, who's this young punk coming in here? Mm -hmm. What about you, Gabby? Have you ever had like, even like in the, because I mean, you've written such a great book, Inner Witch. It's so fabulous. And it's young and it's hip and it's modern. Have you found like any of like the older people have been weird about it? Honestly, surprisingly, no. I feel like, I always think people are like, I feel like I look so young and I am young that people just assume that I'm young and don't take me seriously. But I feel like it's honestly more of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I've had really, really good experiences with everybody, um, especially people who are older than me. Both of my parents are like older in their mid to late 60s. So like, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of comfortable with like older, older humans anyway. And I've been lucky enough where it's just like any weirdness I get is more of just for me existing as like a witch growing up in the Bible belt than it was of being a tarot reader. And um, yeah, I'm thankful that everybody in the community has been, you know, like you and Angela both feel like are just so supportive. Like I haven't had any negative experiences, which is I'm very, very thankful for. I, I love hearing that because again, I, I think that times have changed. This is really yeah, shocking. Absolutely. Times have changed because it was a very different world. You know, I've been yeah. reading tarot and Angela's been reading tarot for a long time. And so I've been at this game professionally for almost 30 years. Wow. That was before the internet. So yeah. it was a very different world. So I find this really fascinating. So I want to ask Angela this question mm-hmm. because you are such so welcoming to mm-hmm. younger people. You're like the fairy godmother. And I love that. Um, So what is your advice about welcoming in our younger peers? How do you make people feel like, come on in? Yeah, Um, it's so much to that. But I'll just remind Gabby that the night that we met, we met on the internet because I made a post about your book when it came out in the UK before your um, American version came out, Gabby. And within about mm, 10 minutes, we had some hater from yonder. Oh, that guy! (laughs) 
Oh, oh my God, I forgot about the that. Gauntlets really hard. Like One of the earth, only times. Demons and this and that. And I actually was not a welcoming human being at that moment. And I was um, taking that little hater to school because, you know, sometimes haters roll into my space and they want mean mommy's attention. So I give it to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I find just like everyone's saying, you know, a lot of lovely people because, you know, the core of this world work is healing and we are all looking to polish that mirror and offer mm. that gaze that deeper gaze into ourselves and we're embodying at least in my witchcraft in my witchery it's about embodying and when we embody we want to bring to life how we feel and what our experience is so i think that we're probably needing the most healing as readers and witches so normally we have a lot of compassion for people that are seeking guidance from us because they are probably hurting. Well, they should know that we're hurting more. So I like to reflect back how proud I am that they're mm -hmm. seeking assistance. And to be honest, I view people that seek out my assistance as my healer. So really it's like once you learn how much you no, you have to know how much you don't know. So in other words, you know, the the fresher you are, it's almost like the more you know. Do you know what I'm saying? Without mm -hmm. sounding so stoned, <laughs> we, are, we are perfect in our raw state. When we refine it and take that spiral journey closer mm -hmm. and closer to our wounds and our challenges, it's almost like the work gets harder. So I, everyone that I work with ends up being my greatest teacher. So yeah. I, I need them. <laughs> and I think, I think that's, that's really great that you bring up about how they become your teachers. You know, I think one of the way to welcome in younger peers is for elders to reach out and become mentors Yeah, and to say, let me help you. So you don't have to go through what I went through. Because I will tell you guys, it is, I'm not saying this. Now I could just say like, I'm sounding like an old lady, but <laughs> it is, <laughs> It is a much different world and it's easier to get into this work mm -hmm. now. And I think for elders, we have a responsibility to reach out to the younger community and to mentor them and give them guidance so that they can be strong readers right off the bat. And so I'm a big believer in that. But let's turn the tables for a bit. So let's ask the younger crew here, how can you make sure that you're including elders in your community so that you're not just hanging out with people your own age. Anybody got some insights on that? Well, I guess I'll start. I just feel like both um, you, Teresa and Angela have been like exactly what you mentioned, such mentors for me. And it's been something that's been so validating and encouraging and inspiring. And it was really just like, taken my confidence in my own practice to the next level because like you know like I most of my audience is my age if not a little bit older so like mm -hmm. early mid-20s mid-30s and like that's super important to me because that's you know the audience I empathize with like I understand what it's like to come from this kind of analog generation and move through the digital generation and like I just you know that's important to me but also like I recognize that I'm kind of like a baby on this path and having like the guidance and wisdoms of 
of people who have been doing this and having your encouragement. Like it really, like I've told my own parents about you guys. Angela has met my parents. Like it's such a, a special thing for me. And it's something that I really appreciate. And, um, I think that, you know, part of the power of the internet and of this interconnectedness is our ability to form these kind of incredible potent connections with people that we wouldn't necessarily form if we didn't have the internet. And like, for me, taking advantage of that and being grateful for it and using it and connecting with people like you guys is just like, like it's, it's like a waste to not do because you have a perspective and an understanding and a wisdom that just comes from, from doing this. And, you know, even though I haven't been doing it nearly as long, like I feel like that's something that I, that you guys reflect in me just since I've, you know, been practicing witchcraft and tarot since I was, you know, for the past, over the past decade. So it's like, I see this wisdom in you that you see in me and it's like an honor and it just mm. helps me take my own practice to the next level. Cause I know that I'm not alone and that there are people that have done this and there are people that like see me doing it and believing in me. So yes. thank you. It's a gift. But you know, also though, we learn from you guys too, because mm. you know, as somebody who is now tech savvy, but watching what you guys are doing, online it's like I need to like pay attention to what these young folks are doing because I don't want to be like some old you know lost in I can't figure out how to like um how to like you know do something like this yeah no but you know this is why again we need to be around people from different generations too so that we don't get left behind Jordan do you have anything to say about how you might be welcoming elders into your world or anything that you think about yeah I mean, just to speak to it all in general, I, it is definitely like a very reciprocal relationship that, you know, there are lots of benefits and wisdom passed like in all directions. And I was thinking like some, one way that I like having conversation with my community or anybody within reach is um, like through Instagram stories, kind of posing like maybe a controversial question or, mm-hmm. um, a recent one that I really enjoyed and maybe I ended up with more questions than answers is talking about like representation and um, appropriation in decks themselves, like, Mm -hmm. like um, how the artists are representing the cards. Um, And, you know, people are ready to talk. So whether it's um, diversity in age or where people are located in the world, um, you know, queer, straight, cis, trans, like, um, a lot of people are ready to share concerns and thoughts and presenting angles and points that I hadn't even thought of. And truly, yeah, at the end of it, I would, you know, I just had more questions, but, um, I just, I think it's beautiful. Technology has, has been a blessing and a tool to just keep learning and learning how to be better, be more inclusive, be mindful. And even at the end of the day, if I don't know exactly what to do, let's say about the decks that I'm supporting or using, um, I'm more mindful and, and just um, receiving wisdom from all kinds of folks, including, mm-hmm. you know, people that are much older than me. And, and I do think that sometimes there can be older folks that like have never considered representation in 
decks that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you, you know, or that most decks are just like showing heterosexual people and that a queer person might be extremely uncomfortable when the lover's card, you know, is a man and a woman. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, to me, I'm like, how can we not be thinking about that? But then I am constantly being taught things that I haven't thought about before too, mm-hmm. right? Like that's just something in my scope. And um, so, yeah, I think um, technology conversations like the one we're having here right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's lots of wisdom to be passed around. And again, I think sometimes more thought for more questions, sometimes mm-hmm. more than answers, but that's okay. Absolutely. And I think mm-hmm. conversations are so important. Uh, maybe it's the Gemini in me, but I think you've got to talk about things and people have got to talk together. Talking is what really, even if you don't agree, talking is what gets things moving. And one of the things that I think that, that you mentioned here, Jordan, too, about technology, it is getting people talking. It's getting people like, here we are tonight. We're mm-hmm. all in different yeah. parts of the world, but we're talking. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about a topic that now is being talked about a lot, like the diversity in the tarot cards is being talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a very hot topic. Um, one thing I want to ask you, Angela, what's the biggest thing you've learned from connecting with young people? Oh my, the biggest thing that I've learned. Again, I got to go back to everything I don't know. It's kind of being born to this work every single day. It's laying down the burden of thinking that you have this thing to share or give to others. It's really back to the embodiment of witchcraft. It's staying fresh. It's being in the season. It's paying attention to where the moon is right then, which is different every day, letting the tides rise and fall inside our bodies, laying down this idea that I have the knowledge, knowing that it's there to share because for back to witchcraft, I just can't help it. It's just everything to me. In this grand shared web of life, I have a responsibility because everything that I weave and knit onto the web of life affects the web of life. Who the fuck am I to come on here and talk about these are the things I know? I need to stay healthy and current and available to give to others and weave on plump, nimble, healthy strands onto our shared web of life. It's so needed. My culture as a middle-aged white woman is entirely problematic. We are the oppressors and we're the oppressed and there can just be this huge mess that we bring to situations and it's our turn to fix that shit. So I have that, you know, 80s teen um, you know, inside of me forever. That's DIY and girls to the front. So it's really easy for me to be lifting other people's work up. I believe in it too, not just as this like thing that I'm doing currently. I, it's it's my actual life. I don't believe in that pyramid where the top is the heavyweight yep. on top. I'm into building foundational work. I want people to climb on my back and raise towards the sun. Do you understand what I'm saying? I want to be the fertile soil. So that's my dream and that's what I'm doing. Right on. So the one thing I want to talk about too is, um, you know, about again, since we're talking about being inclusive, um, things have changed again a lot in the, in the tarot world. We have a lot more representation. I'm all about having them more, but I want to talk about people of color and B, I want to talk to you. So you as a person of color, 
Have you ever experienced any discrimination in the tarot community? And if so, how did you deal with it? Or, and I want to add a little extra, have you ever experienced discrimination from a client? And if so, did you get any support from allies? Oh, good question. Good question. Um, off the top of my head, I can honestly say that I have not run into any um, discrimination that was uh, very evident. I guess you can mm. say. Um, I work in Ferndale in Michigan. If anybody knows anything about Ferndale, that whole city is all, it's all inclusive. There's black, there's white, there's every color, every um, nationality, every sexuality, every everything. So having that be like the, the brick and mortar place of where I work, it's always inviting. It's always welcoming. It's always... Um, it's just always open, I guess you can say. Um, I will say that in one of my readings, um, and this was doing a little bit of tarot and some mediumship, that someone that came through was actually racist, which was interesting. <laughs> and I had Whoa. to ask questions, you know, to this, my sitter. And, you know, I was like, well, I'm just not... The, the energy that I'm getting just feels very standoffish. Like they don't want to talk to me. They don't want to give me information. And I was like, is, is this a, a, a racist thing? And she was like, yeah, they were stopped racist. And I'm like, ha, that makes total sense. So someone from the other side <laughs> <laughs> gave me all the shade. Which was like, wow. <laughs> so Amazing. in real life, I have not, I can say that, you know, knock on wood, I've honestly not, um, it's not been, um, evident, you know, have you, in my have you, face. Now, have you noticed though that at the conferences we have more and more people of color? Yes, super Way excited more. about that. Super excited about that. And also, um, what's really brilliant is that, like conferences, like the Reader Studio, they really work to make sure that people of color are getting. Yes, they do. On stage, that they're getting the spotlight shown on them. It's about mm -hmm. time. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's ask this general question to everybody. How might we bring, how might we, we, I swear I can speak. I swear the cat got me, got my tongue. <laughs> how, might we, <laughs> how might we welcome more people of color into our community? And also more importantly, how can we elevate their work so they get the recognition they deserve? Who wants to start? Gabby, do you have a thought on that? You look very sure. thoughtful. <laughs> I just feel like, like, it's uh, with social media. It's really so easy to connect with so many different people. Like, just support them, pay them for their services, mm -hmm. buy their yes. readings, reach out. You know, even if you can't, if you're at a place financially where you can't do that, retweeting, like sharing their stuff on Instagram, mm -hmm. reaching out. Like, I'm just a firm believer in telling people when I'm thinking about them or when I'm like when they're in my energy field, so to speak. So, like, even just like sharing a kind thought, like it really is just like goes back to basic human decency. And like, I'm not going to say empathy because I'm a white woman and I I don't know what it's like to be a person of color, and I I never will. But like as somebody who is Mexican and Jewish, like I can have sympathy and I can, you know, hold space for you guys. And, um, I just, you know, monetary support, it's like anything else, do what you can do. And, um, you know, like 
supporting them, like going to the events, going to the tarot readings, reaching out, mm-hmm. asking them, you know, like go, when you're invited to events, if it's an event that is supposed to be inclusive, like as a white woman, I'm not gonna, I rather ping it forward to people who need it, not not need it more, but who aren't going to get the initial support because it's because they're not as visible. So um, if you feel like something doesn't necessarily like resonate with you, or if you, you know, passing opportunities on to people of color and black women, and there's a lot to do, but um, I'm still figuring it out and listening and taking a back seat and asking and um, finding an appropriate time to do so when it's not going to be, you know, like in the middle of an event when I don't know, just being aware, being conscious, being kind, being compassionate and putting your money where your mouth is. I, I, I wanted to add support the artists. Yeah. Persons of color artists, mm-hmm. these decks, the decks that are coming out now, the tools, the supplies that we use, you know, having a, a broad, um, scope of what we use when we work with, you know, different populations. I love to see, you know, people of color on the table when I have a reading or when I give a reading and I'm giving people of color a reading, they're like, oh, okay. I connect with them more because they look like me. You right. know, I just acquired the classic melanated tarot and it's mm-hmm. the classic and it, I, mm-hmm. I love the writer weight and everything is written for the writer weight. And so now I have this beautiful deck mm-hmm. where it's brown people. I'm like, I can Gorgeous. see myself in this reading. I can see myself in this, you know? Mm-hmm. So supporting the artists that are, you know, crafting and making the supplies that we use every day to give our gift away. And, and you know what I love about the melanated deck too, is it's putting the black um, people in positions of power in the deck. Yes. And yes. I love that. I think that's very, very, very important. One of the decks that I got recently is the Dust to Onyx deck by Courtney yes. Alexander. Courtney's like, yes. So gorgeous. So oh my beautiful. God. And Deep. so well made. I have to say mm-hmm. that too. So I totally agree a hundred percent by, products. Uh, I love buying readings from people of color. I had fabulous uh, astrology readings from Mecca Woods and Dana Lynn Knuckles. I'm obsessed with Dana Lynn Knuckles. Um, And I had readings with them. And for Christmas, I bought my kids readings with them, you know, because it's so important to support their work. And one of the things I think too, if you are a tarot reader, if you have like a podcast or you have a blog, make sure that you're not just only putting people who are just like yourself on there. Get everybody on there. Mm-hmm. Get everybody on there. Jordan, do you have any idea, any thoughts on like welcoming or representing more people of color? I've just been over here nodding very, you know, <laughs> and enthusiastically. Yeah, I think, um, I think listening is huge. I think um, supporting the art uh, is a big one. Um, and like you said, you know, when you can't financially that you're at least energetically like resharing, spreading the word, just giving love. Um, but yeah, you know, I think holding space for difficult conversations to just kind of continue to, um, make sure we as individuals are being inclusive as possible, right? Like you can't solve the entire deck issue or something like that, but, um, just posing questions and, really, really listening sometimes like while being quiet and, and taking the time to let things really sink in. And yeah, I think everybody's covered it pretty well. Right on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's talk about um, the LGBTQ 
community. Because I think I found, at least this is what I found, I found through Tarot that the um, LGBTQ community has been well represented, not enough, but uh, you know, I know when I was, again, going back to the Tarot conference. So by the way, can I just add something, guys? Um, I came to the internet late. And so I was very isolated with my tarot work for a long, long time. And the first time I went into a conference, I was like, holy cats, man, you know. But um, there were always plenty of gay people there, which I really appreciated. And we have, you know, representation with um, the LGBTQ community pretty decently. It's getting better, though. It's getting much, 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 much better in decks and everything. But let's talk about that for a moment. So, Jordan, what are we missing here? Um, have you ever experienced discrimination? And, you know, as a queer uh, trans reader, is there anything that we need to know to make sure that everybody in the community is getting their respect, their props, all of that? You know what I'm getting at here. What are your I do. I do. Um, and again, you know, I think I'm not, I'm not seeing, um, like poor treatment, like, you know, um, towards individuals, but also I'm probably mostly exposed or exposed to a like-minded community. So, um, I, I think that being mindful like any reader obviously doesn't want to use any language kind of assuming uh, their client's gender or sexual orientation, obviously. Um, and uh, I think probably it's a good idea to have multiple decks that someone can kind of choose from so that um, I, I just, uh, right now it's for me, it's really coming down to like one deck is, is just, it's just always going to be exclusive. I know we, we're getting we're getting closer, and there's still problematic decks coming out. Uh, it's kind mm -hmm. of mind blowing for me, but uh, yes, like we can go. Oh, this deck did a good job. This deck did a pretty good job, except for that, you know. Um, so I think having multiple decks for a, you know, someone like you were saying, V, to be able to kind of see, be like, I see myself in this deck, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it is just really important. And I think just no assumptions for the client whatsoever. I think sitting down, even asking your um, client, um, you know, their pronoun, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and it can also be really kind. I, I'm probably like really preaching to the choir, but um, you know, if there's any sensitive topics or something that they might want to be, you know, for some people, like even just talking about, men or if you have a deck and you know you're talking about the kings or the emperor or something and you're just like really talking about masculinity in a traditional limiting way can be a big turn off you know someone's like nope yeah. done you know I can't hear mm -hmm. anything you're saying now so I don't know language is important um and I just think having an open mind to always continue learning we can always use more inclusive and mindful language that's actually a really big tip. And I have to tell you, you know, very early on in my career as a tarot reader, and this was a lesson that stuck with me and just changed the whole nature of my readings. And I must have been about 26 years old, just a young pup. And I was in a bar and I was reading and I had this, you know, just beautiful black gentleman sit down and he said, okay, give me a reading. 
And I laid out the cards and I had the Queen of Pentacles reversed in the environment. And right away, of course, you know, thinking from my, my perspective, I said, well, I see this, this woman in your life and she's really bitchy and high maintenance and she's just hard to handle. And he stopped me. He goes, no, 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 no. He said, I'm a gay man. He said, but you know what? My partner's exactly like that. Mm. This really changed everything. I'm like, I never thought about that. Mm. I never thought about that because, you know, I had learned from my perspective and from that day forward, it really made me think very carefully about the language I'm using. And instead of using, you know, using words like partner, Mm -hmm. instead of just saying a king automatically is a male, I go with the energy of the card. Mm -hmm. Queen, always energy, because, you know, you can also at any time be choosing to use the energy. So that really opened my mind. And again, we have to really be mindful of our language because um, people people want to be heard and represented and spoken Mm -hmm. to in a way that's respectful. And you're not going to learn that unless you really pay attention to what you're saying. Sure. Yeah. So thank you for that. So here's another one I want to talk about. And it's one that we don't talk about enough. Um, how do we welcome uh, people with different physical abilities? How do we make them feel included? You know, how do we make people who have, you know, maybe um, mental or physical disabilities really feel also like they're being included in the conversation, in the community? How are we making sure they're represented in decks? I think that's a really important one. Angela, Mary, do you have any thoughts on that? So many, only because privilege is something that I I kind of cleanse my feed with my language often. It'll probably be most moons, at least once in the moon cycle. I just go through and I I, kind of do it a bit as an introduction in my um, um, social, you know, media space and talk about if I have the privilege or if you have the privilege. I I was doing a little thing online where I was teaching people how to moon scry and I included in a swipe slide one full minute of just a video of the moon in case someone didn't have the privilege to look at the moon. Mm -hmm. Because as a witch, there's so many triggering things that when people can't even physically own a book about the craft or they can't own a deck because they don't have the privilege of that that gets into ableism it gets into you know all the problematic challenges to people having access to um the healing arts and all of our tools for embodiment Mm. so for me it's addressing out loud in my social media space as often as possible what it looks like to have privilege and how I'm handling that and who's welcome in the space and who's going to get shut down and blocked if they're having problematic, challenging language and they're harming people with any of their commentary. I'm really busy in my DMs, you know, challenging people in, yeah. in that are pretty much, you know, white middle-aged ladies. <laughs> Us white middle-aged ladies are really learning. We're learning a lot. We are learning we a are- lot. You know, I grew up, my mother was, um, my mother was a severe epileptic and mm. she uh, had some learning disabilities and she struggled with mental illness. And what's really, what was always really amazing and infuriating to me back in the day is people would talk down to her. Mm. They would talk yes. down to her like she was stupid. And my mother wasn't stupid. My mother had some disability issues. 
And so, you know, growing up with a mother who had issues like that, I'm very sensitive to that topic. Um, but even being sensitive to the topic, I think sometimes we do not think about that. You know, how are we making sure, again, that people with different abilities are being represented? And I think we, we, we've got a long way to go with that, especially in the tarot decks. There's rarely you see anybody in a wheelchair. Rarely, you know, and why are they not being represented? Because you know there's readers who are in wheelchairs. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So next question. I've got two more questions. That's it. How can we, as tarot readers, witches, mystical people, how can we educate the public about diversity in our industry? How can we make, how can we be an example for people of being an inclusive, welcoming community? Anybody have thoughts on that? I would just say authenticity, you know, show yeah. up and show out, mm. you know, invite everybody, talk to everybody and just, especially like I said, with, so, well, with social media, you know, um, you can touch and talk to anybody anywhere, you know, so having that presence of being open, of being authentic, of being um, helpful, you know, that kind of highlights, like, we're all in this together, you know, mm. we're all, we're all human period yeah <laughs> you know starting there we're all human and then work your way up from that mm. i think that's a good place to you know kind of start just how you live your life what you show the public um and just be an example be a beacon mm -hmm. i love that beautiful yeah i think um i'm just gonna kind of be repeat what you said but I just, I want to be myself as much as I can be um, because I think that I really, and it, I, it's already just in the last few years been changing, but at first it was kind of like, is that, you know, there, there's queer witches, right? You know, it just, at first magic kind of felt like, I don't know, there was just a lot of like straight women. And I think just, um, and I am privileged that I am, I feel safe and I feel okay to flag the, you know, queer and trans identities and labels out there as much as possible, hold space for my trans siblings who are not in a space that they can get, you know, on social media and show themselves in that way that I can be in the body that I'm in and also say my pronouns are he, him, his, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that I, I don't, I don't really know that I can reach everybody, but I can hold my own space and hopefully some folks feel seen and safe, you know, that queer trans people can be readers or can get tarot readings from folks that maybe are like them. And yeah, I don't, I don't know, other than just showing who I am and just, just being as much love and just and be as welcoming as I can be, you know? And when I make mistakes, take the time to reflect on that, you know, and make different choices next time. That's a really important thing that you bring up because, you know, you're going to make mistakes when we're talking about inclusivity. And mm -hmm. us, as a middle-aged white woman, I've probably made a lot of mistakes and I'm probably gonna make plenty more. And I think it's okay. really important to, when you make a mistake is, you know, admit it, reflect, and then listen listen 
listen, listen, listen. It's so easy to get defensive too. And I know that I've had like an incident in my life where I've gotten defensive when someone called me out on something because who likes to be called out? It sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you know, then Mm -hmm. it's okay to then say, okay, let me get mad. Let me feel pissy about this. Now let me go back and shut up and listen. Let me listen. Got to listen. Gabby, do you have anything to think, anything to add about this? I feel like you just nailed it. It really, my advice is to support people who don't look like me, who are different than me, who are, you know, doing the work and also just to listen. It's like not, you know, I know I'm going to make mistakes and I fucked up and I'm going to continue to fuck up like you mentioned. And it doesn't matter. Like my, my ego is not important. It's really just important for me to listen and to do better and to support those who don't have as much privilege as I do. So I really feel like for what I need to do is just do less and just support more. So I love everybody else said, yeah. Angela, do you have anything to add about that too? Well, how how can we educate the public? I love how everyone in this group uses their platform and utilizes their privilege to simply exist and be visible and speak really clearly to the audience and also just open your ears and be yourself so much and Teresa I'm going to give it up to you I mean you just never Mm -hmm. stop learning and you have so much energy and you're just constantly shining a light on on all of us Mm-hmm. You, you, <laughs> you're such a queen. I love you so much, honey. I mean it. And so even this mm-hmm. conversation, as unique as it is, and we're navigating it really with respect and dignity and delicacy, mm-hmm. this is the beginning. This is mm-hmm. what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, thank you for creating a circle where there's safety for us to explore something that's really important. It's, you know, fresh and it's, it's like pioneering and that we're going to see which seeds grow. Yeah. And we're going to just keep tilling the soil. And we just have to keep saying, I'm here. I'm listening. I see mm-hmm. you. Yes. The mm-hmm. other thing that I would like to add to in order for us to have a really inclusive community, excuse me, community, is if you see something happening that is racist or sexist or, you know, homophobic or transphobic or, you know, or, or ableist, you do have to speak out, speak up. It's scary to speak up. It is scary, scary to call someone on their, on their, on their shit, you know, but if you see someone doing something, it's really important. And you don't have to get really mean and confrontational. You can be respectful too. But I think it's saying something, saying, no, this isn't right. That is also a step really to make everything more inclusive. So people have got to speak up. If you see a wrong, you've got to be a good ally. Totally. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, the internet and the use of, you know, this sort of, you know, I'm such the double air sign. I'm a Libra sun and I'm a Gemini moon and I just love communication. So if there's any way that we could create some kind of a conference that was specifically about magical people and inclusivity mm-hmm. that had a public aspect to it, because I'm doing Layla Saad's me and white supremacy, you know, her master classes, and they're amazing. And she'll have a thousand people. I was telling Teresa this. She'll have a thousand people on her Zoom. She turns off the chat and turns it on when she wants to, and.
and she conducts an amazing online space. And it's wonderful to connect with people that are in Zurich and that are in Dubai. It's pretty, pretty epic. So yeah, I'm interested in continuing this and creating, you know, holding space for healing in this way, in any way that you can dream up, Teresa and Gabby and V and Jordan. It's wonderful to be here with everyone. Mm. Let's do more. I, yes. I love this conversation. And so I have one last question for you guys. So what is the one thing that you are going to do to really be, make sure that everybody has a seat at the table? What is the one thing that you're going to do? I, I, um, Jordan here. I, I think that, um, I might pose a question to my Instagram community to mm. ask um, what I can do to be more inclusive, honestly. Um, Love I that. Think, I think mm -hmm. if I try to do it from my own viewpoint, you know, I, I just, th I think there's got to be something more maybe that I wouldn't think of. And I, I think that would put me in a nice vulnerable position that I'd like to kind of rise up to and see what happens from there, honestly. Yeah, great call. Mm -hmm. so I love that. I'll, I'll start with that and post, pose a question on, on my story and we'll see what happens. It's, it's again, it's getting a conversation started. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. What about you, Gabby? What's something that you're going to do to really foster inclusivity? This is a good idea. I definitely feel like this is something that I need to like ponder over a little bit more, but my initial reaction and my initial decision or whatever was to just like specifically support black women and women of color and just like pay them and see what they need and just support them however I can. Cause I just feel like women of color, black women just like lead everything and don't get enough support. And that's just like, you know, a, a, a tangible thing that I can do besides supporting them in other ways. But I really love the idea that Jordan brought up of, mm -hmm. of asking people, but I also feel like money and um, direct support is really, really valuable. So I'll probably see if somebody has offering readings or um, approach somebody or donate to like a, somebody's, you know, Patreon or something like that. Well, I do recommend V. She's a fabulous reader. Yeah. <laughs> I will definitely. I, I need it. Thank you, so thank I will. You. Definitely, yeah. So what about Teresa, you, Teresa? I have not. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, oh, No, we'll get, we'll get to you, Angela. But, um, no worries. V, what about you? Oh, um, because I do work in brick and mortar here in Ferndale, um, possibly stepping in um, to do, we have a DATG, which is the Detroit Area Tarot Guild, mm -hmm. um, to open up the floor to have, you know, a, a whole, um, you know, one session to talk about inclusivity with whoever wants to, you know, kind of show up. It's kind of like a meetup here that we have, but with people, you know, from all walks of life for tarot. So, you know, opening the floor to have that conversation in person to throw things around the room and see how that goes. Love that. So, yeah. What about you, Angela? Yeah. Well, I was realizing I absolutely 
live by magic spells and I haven't done a spell for inclusive inclusivity. Ooh. So I'm going to start yeah. there. I'm just going to do that basic embodiment and I'm going to look at the moon cycle. I think a waxing moon phase that we're in moving towards the pink moon is a good time to include everybody. Cause it's so, I don't know. It's so kind of like has a, a positivity to it. And there's a lot of hope in the quickening of nature in spring. So I'm going to do that. And if you could, you all would like it, I will be happy to either tag you in a post or I can notify you if you'd like to be tagged in an inclusivity post so we can take this conversation, which seems like it's going really well and people are feeling positive about, and we can just take it to that magical level. But also I wrote down organize. I need my inclusivity practices to be more organized. So there's at least a, a day of the week where I'm posing a question like Jordan was suggesting. Mm. And then um, V, your um, DATG sounds amazing. We do a once a month um, tea, tarot and tea at my mm -hmm. local arts center. And I think having part of it specifically about inclusivity would just be Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to mention you. We have a new thing that we started at the end of Tarot and Tea once a month where we talk about our favorite tarot accounts. That's how I like to end all my presentations nice. now. Nice. Everybody's just throwing things out there and sharing. So I'm, I'm looking really forward to um, we always talk about Gabby because the center is a lending library and they have Gabby's book there. And that's really fun to point out, which is really yeah, just great, but I'm going to definitely be, bring up V and bring up you, Jordan. I really love the work mm. both of you are doing. I'm like daily need you all the time now. Mm. <laughs> well, it's being organized you. for me because Teresa, you're like ridiculous with your ability to stay so organized. You have so oh many irons in the fire, and you just mm -hmm. you feed each one of those babies down the line. I feel like you have quadruplets, and you're just like one gets a bite, two gets a bite, three gets a bite, <laughs> four gets a bite, and, and it's just everything's on this fabulous Gemini rhythm. I just dig it so much. So I need to get more organized, my girl. Organization is one of my jams. I you it wouldn't is. be able to tell by this office, so ignore this. Um, I think for I'm me, impressed. one of my mm -hmm. ways to be more inclusive is by doing using things like my podcast to have conversations mm -hmm. like this, mm -hmm. and using my blog also to really elevate people in the community who, mm -hmm. you know, really deserve to have a, a spotlight shown on them. In fact, um, Jordan, I'm looking at you. I want you on my blog, so we'll we'll have to talk about that after the show. Awesome. But anyhow, so we are now, I mean, we could talk all night, but mm -hmm. I've got a cat that wants to bite me. And so <laughs> he, well, he wants to be included in this conversation. Inclusivity. But, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up this very amazing conversation. And I, I want to just thank you guys all for showing up so brilliantly and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge, your hearts and for being so authentic, mm -hmm. I just really appreciate everyone for being here to uh, on this conversation. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Everybody else. And so real quick, where can people find you online, Angela Mary? I'm at Angela Mary Magic with the CK.com. And I'm on Instagram real actively all day, every day um, at Angela Mary Magic. And I am the creatrix of Atmosphere Mist, which is spell spray, everybody. 
And I use, I use <laughs> I those things every day. They're the best. Mess around. They're moon infused yeah. and I do moon infused altar cloths. And I have an online coven called Moon Coven, which is very just uh, one single witch's calendar of a year and a day. And we're halfway through. So a lot of neat things are cooking from that. So I'm looking forward to everybody staying in close touch. Excellent. B, nice. where can everybody find you? I am at www.redlightreadings.com. On Instagram, I am Red Light Readings. Um, and on Facebook, I'm Red Light Readings. Good. You've got a good, consistent brand. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned from the best. <laughs> Jordan, where can people find you? Yeah, on Instagram, I am Sincerely the Tarot. Uh, I'm pretty active over there. You can email me at sincerelythetarot at gmail.com. Um, I do host monthly tarot hangs in Washington State. If anybody is around, those have been super special and beautiful. And I do, I send people tarot cards and oracle cards in the snail mail as Ooh. with a little handwritten letter. That's my offering. Yes. I'm booked out. Uh, into June right now, but um, I would love to connect with people in that way too when that opens up. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm a snail mail fanatic, so now you've got me very intrigued. <laughs> me too. I probably sent out like over a thousand letters and they've gone wow. out. Wow. Cool. So yeah. I just think of these tarot decks like dispersed oh, love all it. around. It's That's very awesome. yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. Such a spell. Yeah, well, you know, I'm one of these people that I love snail mail so much. This is how sad it is. I, I have magazine subscriptions just to ensure I'm going to get mail every day. <laughs> it's a special thing. It is. <laughs> yeah. And Gabby, what about you? I know Pete, I'm going to tell everybody you have to get Inner Witch. It's fabulous. So it needs to be on your bookshelf. Gabby, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gabby Herstic, G-A-B-Y-H-E-R-S-T-I-K. Um, and then my website is Gabriella Herstic, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-A-H-E-R-S-T-I-K.com. If you Google some weird iteration of Gabby Herstic, Gabriella Herstic, or Inner Witch, Ask a Witch, you'll probably find me. So you'll figure it out. But um, I also love snail mail, so I'm glad you guys brought that up because I like <laughs> – I sent I send letters and never get them back and I'm like I don't even care I just like it so yeah. I appreciate that you guys I appreciate that you do that it's such a cool like what a beautiful yeah. offering any of you I folks know. right yes. here you just DM me I'll get you in off the book so just let me know let me know I've, I've got something special for you well you got me very excited because you had me at snail mail <laughs> excellent <laughs> all right guys well we could be talking all night long but we have to wrap up so that wraps up this episode of tarot bites and you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website thetarolady.com i've got free tarot and astrology lessons the tarot coloring book hundreds of blog posts astrological forecasts and lots of other goodies for you to scope out enjoy i want to thank you again for listening i hope you have a beautiful inclusive day and hey if you're digging this podcast do me a favor head over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that's going to help more tarot curious people find their way to this little podcast. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. 
You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.